a podcast by two best friends who should have been sisters at birth. And now they're your sisters you've never had. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sisters You've Never Had. My name is Lisa and I will be your host for today as Teresa is taking a temporary break. But before we go into the episode, I do want to apologize for the delay in this episode. Also, as you guys can hear, the reason why my voice is gone, I haven't been able to record properly because I haven't had my voice in a long time. So in today's episode, I'm feeling a little bit better. However, you guys can hear it is still not perfect. So please bear with me. And also before I go into this episode officially, I just want to remind you guys that as a content creator, I have a lot of discounts with brands. So make sure you go check it out. You can check out 10% off all Majuri jewelry. There's also 10% off Fable home products. And very excitingly, I recently got some new luggages from Monos and they're actually such a great suitcase company and they're also based in Vancouver. So do I have a little bit of a bias and favoritism there? Yes, because I am from Vancouver. So you can get 5% off of Mono's suitcase. You guys can check out all of these discounts in my website, lisaway.com slash discounts. But with that being said, let's go into today's episode. Okay, so in today's episode title, it is called, What is your relationship hamartia? And I have to have a very big disclaimer here. Basically, this entire concept is something that I sort of thought of myself. Like I maybe someone else has also thought about this, but I really didn't read about this. This is just my own theory that I really wanted to share with you because I had this very like long and intense conversation with my own brother. If you guys didn't know, I have a brother. He's a year younger than me. And we always go to each other for ideas and each other's opinions and stuff. I feel like between the two of us, he's definitely more the logical one and I'm always the more emotional one. So he turns to me a lot when it comes to advice about these things that are more emotionally involved. And meanwhile, I actually go to him a lot for advice when it's more logical. So for example, I actually asked him when I was buying my car, if you guys didn't know about a year and a half ago, I bought my very first car. It was a Tesla. And one of the biggest debates that I had was whether if I should buy it used or new. And my brother's one of those people that just, he doesn't care about like, you know, what people think as much or like, I don't know, just all these other things. Like for example, like if, cause one of the concerns that I had was like, oh my God, the car is used. Like, is that going to be icky? Like whatever, but he's very logical. So for things like that, I like to turn to him. But anyway, since he's not in this episode and we're also not talking about cars, I'm going to bring up a topic that me and him have actually talked about. And this is a concept that has actually been in my mind ever since I learned what this word meant. So a little bit of a background, the word that we're going to be talking about today is hamartia. And also side note, I actually in my head my entire life ever since I learned the word have pronounced it hamartia and it wasn't until the start of recording this episode I was like I'm gonna pull up the formal definition so we can read it together and you know just for fun I'm gonna pull up how to pronounce this word super incorrectly in my head all of these years so basically if I slip and say hamartia instead of hamartia just this is why and just know that I recognize it it is honestly just out of habit but anyway 
anyway, I actually first came across this word when I was in grade 10. So when I was in grade 10, I took this English honors course. I don't know how your school is structured in your high school, but my high school, you had your regular English class. And then for all of the, I guess, like advanced students, if you like take a test or like depending on your grade or whatever, you can be enrolled in the same grade or higher or just have like more advanced courses and concepts. So I decided to challenge myself and take up this course, English 10 honors. And till this day, this instructor or not instructor, I guess back then we actually just said teacher, my grade 10 English honors teacher, Mr. Roberts, still till this day haunts me because this course, even before signing up, everyone knew that this teacher and this course had a reputation of being ridiculously hard and they were not wrong. This was probably the lowest grade I ever got in high school. But me being the, you know, just like egotistic person I was in high school, I was like, I am going to take this course and I'm going to get really good grades. But spoiler, I landed pretty average. I think maybe I got it a low A, but as you know, being an Asian person, that was unacceptable. Anyway, moving on, even though this course, I had probably the lowest grade in my life, but it still has impacted my life, especially this concept of a hamartia. Okay, so what is hamartia? Basically, the quick definition is that hamartia is a fatal flaw leading to the downfall of a tragic hero or heroine. So in English, I learned that the first time this concept was used was actually by Aristotle. But in my course, I actually learned it predominantly through Shakespeare. So this is all things I am, you know, articulating through memory slash trauma. So I honestly don't know if this part of what I'm about to say is 100% accurate. But from what I remember about what hamartia is, is basically Tia is a fatal flaw of hero. So in every Shakespeare play, there is a hero. So even Hamlet, Macbeth, etc. So all of these characters as the hero, one of the criteria as part of his plays or heroes is that they always die at the very end. It's very tragic, but there is a turning point in the play, okay? And this is called a hamartia. And essentially what a hamartia really means in just kind of like everyday language is basically their fatal flaw that causes almost like a point of no return. So pretty much this is what ultimately leads to their death. It leads to their downfall. And at this point, you know, everything that they've done in their life has been fine, more or less. Like people make mistakes, but whatever. None of these mistakes have ever caused you know, the, their ultimate downfall, let's say. But the concept of a hamartia in these plays is basically talking about how this one mistake though, that makes a hamartia after they commit this whatever, there is literally no saving them. No matter what they do, there is a point of no return. And at the end, it leads to death. So basically ever since I was in grade 10 and I learned this word and this concept through Shakespeare, it is always in the back of my mind through every single relationship because I always wonder if some action either by him or myself would be a hamartia. So my theory when it comes to a hamartia and in relation to a relationship is that I believe every single relationship, especially the ones that end, definitely had a hamartia and the ones that don't end either have never experienced it, which is why people, you know, end up together, end up married, etc. Or, and this is even worse, is that the relationship actually did experience their hamartia 
but both parties or just one party is honestly just tolerating it but that unconditional love or that like true pure love from the beginning is basically tainted and you're just kind of like tolerating and just almost like for the sake of going through the relationship maybe you guys have been together for a very long time so we're gonna go through this together because I ultimately the very TLDR at the very end is really evaluating your own actions and trying to prevent a hamartia from happening in your relationship. So when I think back on all of my past relationships, there is always one thing that they do because so far in my two very significant relationships, I actually ended with them. And then for my very first love relationship, I think I was the one that committed the hamartia. So actually let's start with my very first relationship. Okay. So I think I touched upon this in one of the very first episodes with Teresa. I think it was the, how do you know you're in love episode? And honestly, if I have to recall the first time I fell in love, it was when I was very young. I was only 12 years old. I was in grade, I think five slash six. I was so, so, so in love with this man. I don't care what anyone says, honestly. Like I know I was young, but till this day, honestly, I don't think like any feeling of love ever since has been as pure. I don't know, just like all giving as that one was, I want to say. But anyway, so back in that relationship, I was so just obsessed with this man. I had a crush on him for a year. And then by grade six, this man finally like, well, not man at the time he was a boy, but by grade six, he, you know, finally returned his feelings. We started dating and guys, I have never in my life been this in love. Okay. I was just so, so, so into him. Anyway, that being said, I actually remember my hamartia and why we broke up very clearly. So what actually happened was basically, I think he was like talking to one of my friends. That's a girl, but because of their frequency in talking or whatever, I genuinely thought that he kind of like liked her or something something. And because of that, I, me being the young person I was, I was not very good with dealing with it at all. I actually got really mad at him one time. I think like this is after suspecting it for a little bit. Also, I just want to spoil it for you. He did not like her. Okay. This is why this is a hamartia on my end. So basically I was really into him and I thought that he liked this girl. And by the number of times that I suspected him liking her because of something he did or whatever, instead of confronting him and just having a very like, honest and mature conversation with him about it and obviously now looking back I like forgive myself because I was only 12 it's like I was not expected to be mature but anyway I remember just I think purposely causing a fight or something and then basically breaking up with him so after I broke up with him I would say the fight and me like leading and causing this breakup was ultimately my hamartia or hamartia because at the end I I played myself. We broke up and I was so heartbroken. I think I couldn't even last a few days or whatever. And I was just like, you know what? I am going to finally put my ego down and just tell him that I made a mistake and we should get back together or whatever. And then, so I went up to him and also I just want to know that what I should have done or to not even have a hamartia in the first place is I should have put my ego down from the beginning and just had a talk with him about how I felt about him towards this girl and maybe he could have clarified or whatever and a breakup would have never ensued but because I had my ego in place I would not you know have that vulnerable conversation I was very passive aggressive I caused a fight and then ultimately it led to our breakup so after reflecting upon this and this is what I mean because after the point of a hamartia there's 
was literally no going back. After I broke up with him or he broke, I don't, I don't even know. Like I caused the breakup though. We spent a few days apart where I think we were both really, really hurt and almost like couldn't recover. But then I approached him a few days later and I was like, okay, I made a mistake. I think we should just get back together. Like that was the worst, whatever. And then this guy actually was like to me, very straightforward. He's like, honestly, I am so heartbroken and I've never been this hurt in my life, but it doesn't make sense for us to get back together anymore because the following school year, he was actually moving to a private school. And I actually knew that the following year we weren't going to be kind of like, and I knew this because I knew that the following year we were going to be doing long distance. But anyway, so he came back to me and he was just like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't think it even makes sense for us to get back together. I've already experienced the pain. Like you really, really hurt me. And I just don't think I can go through that again if we break up. And he's like, and since we are not even going to be in the same school, I just don't think that it makes sense. So after that, we actually broke up for good. And that was really the end. And basically, if you want to refer it back to the analogy of this play is that it is kind of like the hero dying in a play. It's like this relationship died for good. And there was nothing I could have done after that, I guess, like me me breaking his heart and causing so much pain in those few days for him to look at me with that pure like you know just love without the hurt anymore like once that hurt has been caused you just can't take it back and in this case that relationship I caused the hamartia and this man was too hurt to even take me back because he just like can't go through that anymore even in my latest relationship that you guys are so familiar with I actually remember it so well like it was yesterday because of up until this point, okay? This relationship to me had been a bliss. Like when I tell you guys, I genuinely believed to my core that I was gonna marry this man. And it was, that feeling was so strong that before I had left for exchange where I lived in Europe for six months for school, we were literally considering eloping. I don't think I told anyone that publicly. I think some of my closest friends knew, but I have never like said it publicly. Anyway, whatever. We genuinely considered eloping right before I headed to Europe. Thank God I didn't though. But anyway, that was how much of like this blissful state I was in. And I just remember some of these feelings that I had associated to the relationship. For example, I felt a thousand percent safe with him so emotionally and I had never in my life you guys slept so well so if you follow me on Instagram you guys might know that right now I have insomnia it's kind of something I've always dealt with if you guys listen to the episode on ADHD it's actually how I discovered I have ADHD and an overactive mind because I wake up a million times in a night okay and I have to take drugs during the day so it can help me sleep at night anyway point is I've never really had good sleep and especially with stress, if there's even a little bit of stress, my sleep just goes out the window as well. However, the first few months of going out with this man, let me tell you, I have never slept this well in my entire life and I have never slept so soundly straight, like without waking up for this long. And I think it's because I felt genuinely like to the core, really safe psychologically. And whenever we had cuddled and I would fall asleep, I would always face him. Like my body was always, you know, that picture of like a girl's head, like on this man's chest in the bed. That was me. But imagine all night. Like I know a lot of people think that's unrealistic. They're like, don't you get hot? And like in the middle of the night, you'll move. No, 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 not us. In the beginning of our relationship, we were glued to each other 24 seven. Okay, no, no, sorry, not 24 seven, whatever. However long we slept for eight hours straight. This is how I slept. And I have never slept this well in my entire life. And I think it's because I knew like everything was going to be okay. Like, 
like this man had always like considered my feelings. Everything was just really, really good. Everything was blissful. It was our honeymoon stage. So it was like feelings like that where I knew I was just so in love with him. Also, you know, in the beginning when you start going out, it's like all you want to do is you can't get your hands off each other. You're like literal bunnies just on top of each other, like literally anywhere, <laughs> anytime. So I remember also that as well, just like your drive and your attraction to them was just 24 seven. You craved their just like touching them, being around them, like whatever. I just remember all of this. And it was honestly like the purest form. Like at night, I would always make sure I call him and said goodnight. And just, I would write all these letters or like notes. I was just so in love and just everything about it. I think the best word to describe is just, I guess, pure and very untainted, if you will. So anyway, that being said, the story turns dark. <laughs> we then travel Europe and this guy visits me while I'm on exchange or whatever. And, you know, things start going wrong. And also maybe I'll do another episode on this, but if you are in a relationship before you get married, make sure you travel with them. Okay. There is a reason why a lot of people who go on what's that show, The Amazing Race, don't actually end up together because traveling is a whole new beast. So many people travel as friends and come back as strangers. Same with relationships. You travel as lovers, you come back as also strangers. So if you are going to get married, make sure this is one of the things you guys do together and make sure you're compatible. But that being said, for me and my partner at the time, we had traveled and this was when things start going south. There was one particular night I remember where he specifically did something and I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty of whatever that was done. But I just remember after that moment that happened, I just remember feeling my heart sunk so low. And I remember just that night, I well, obviously I was also like crying because we were fighting, but after a prolonged period as well, like this guy wasn't comforting me. He, we weren't resolving the fights, whatever. There was this big event that happened. And I just remember, or something he said, I don't know. I can't remember. Basically that night was just, I remember that moment where my feeling for him wasn't ever really the same after. So for months and years, spoiler, I did go out with him years after. And this is why this episode is also relevant, okay? To make sure you spot whether or not a hamartia has already happened. But after that night, I just remember that pure and untainted love was no longer that. It was pretty much after that, I remember we were, you know, always doing our thing at night before bed. And I remember for once, I didn't care for it. Like I remember after that night had happened afterwards, I just, it, it didn't happen every night anymore when we were traveling together. I just didn't really care for it. And that was pretty much the night afterwards that I remember we just didn't really get together at night. If you guys know what I'm talking about, because I just remember like I didn't crave it as much. And I just, honestly, the feeling just was not there. I also remember distinctively back when I used to sleep facing him all the time, I started facing away from him. And I actually was just, genuinely more comfortable sleeping facing the other way. So he would be like spooning me in that position where we're both facing in the same direction and just like things like that. I remember these things happened also very subtly that I didn't even notice until one day I was like, whoa, like I used to sleep differently. I used to, you know, always be just wanting you to touch me or like vice versa or wanting to touch you. And then also just even like saying goodnight when we're apart. Like I remember before we had traveled to 
together before he visited me when I was in school. Before I went to bed, even though I was in Europe and he was back in Toronto, I would message him every single night going like, I love you so much. I would send him this paragraph and I'm like, you know, like my life wouldn't be the same without you, blah, blah, blah. Have a great day, whatever. I, I have this like entire essay before bed. After we traveled together and after the hamartia had happened or whatever, I basically, you know, didn't even have an urge to text him. So genuinely, it was not out of spite. It just, I would forget. Like, and before I would just never forget because I was so in love with this man. I would obviously text him before I go to bed. But I just remember things like this. And after that had happened, my feelings were genuinely just, I guess you can say tainted. They weren't really as pure as it was before. And why is this important to note? And why I had talked to my brother about this is because he was going through some relationship issues and he had come to me for advice. And since he's not here to consent his story, I'm not going to actually go into detail. But one of the things that I had said to him is that the issue with relationships, especially if you guys are on the verge of breaking up, or if you are thinking of breaking up with the person, or if you're thinking about getting back with the person or whatever, it is extremely important to consider if your action is going to be a hamartia for your relationship. And the reason why I say this is because everybody's threshold is very different. So a hamartia for you might not be a hamartia for your partner. So let's just say, for example, in that incident and the night that I spoke of in my last relationship, for my partner, he did not bat an eye. He did not think it was a big deal at all. I do not think it affected him as much as it affected me. But for me, I was so hurt by that situation that for me, my feelings were honestly, it reached a point of no return. So he doesn't know that. And this is us in every single relationship, right? Before you go and do an action. So let's just say right now, you guys are in a very heated argument. And for some reason, okay, let's just say you have an urge to throw a bowl against the wall. And before you throw it, whatever the action is, it's easier said than done. A lot of people will say things that they don't mean in the moment or there's something in the moment that they don't mean as well. But I hope this episode lets you really, really consider in the heat of the moment, if you can just pause for one millisecond to be like, is this going to be a hamartia? Because after you do whatever you're about to do or say, there is a chance that this action you are about to perform is that person's hamartia and it is going to ultimately lead to the death of this relationship. So for example, back to this bull throwing incident, okay? This is just an example. Let's just say you guys are arguing and you're so angry, you just want to punch a wall or you want to throw a bowl against the wall, okay? So let's just say you're about to do this and hypothetically, this person grew up in this type of household environment and this is extremely traumatizing for them. So let's say you're thinking like this is not a big deal because maybe you grew up and you saw this all the time and even though maybe it's like similar but you're like you associate it as being normal or okay or just like whatever like as as long as I don't hit the person directly you're like whatever it is maybe you think this is fine because you don't know other people's deep down like traumatic issues you don't know what their threshold is right so maybe for them, this is the last straw. And after you throw the bowl and let's just say you get into a bigger fight, this person's extremely hurt. And even after you talk it out and you think everything is okay and you guys continue on your relationship, you just don't know in the very core of it if your hamartia had been performed and if basically there's nothing you can do at this point where it's 
a point of no return. And I think this is really important to consider, like I said, because everybody's threshold is so different and you just don't know what is going to set them off. So when it comes to a relationship hamartia, obviously I mean this in a sense of a romantic relationship, but I honestly think this very much applies to friendships as well. I remember one time I had a friend and we were hanging out and we were talking about this concert that we wanted to go to. And I remember saying to her, like, honestly, like, I really don't care what we do, who we see, like, whatever. I was like, it's just up to you. Like, I really don't care. She keeps on bugging me and bugging me. And I just remember going like, honestly, like, I don't give a shit. Do whatever. Like, you choose, you choose. Honestly, at the very core of it, what I had meant was if you guys know me in real life or if you've traveled with me or whatever, you will know I am one of the probably on the side of the chillest people you will ever travel with just because I honestly am very open to any type of experience. So whenever I travel with people, I usually let them have the say in whatever because I'm more or less likely down. Like I'm I'm probably gonna be down and like honestly, as long as you're happy. And out of an entire trip, I might maybe voice my opinion like 10% of the time if I really, really wanna do something or if I really, really do not wanna do something. But usually the ideas are collaborative and usually if you wanna do something, I am all for it. Anyway, back to this example with my friend. When she was talking about what artists to see or whatever this concert, I meant it in a way where it's like, I will go wherever you wanna go. Like this concert or festival doesn't interest me that much. So I'm just going with you for you. Like I know you really wanted to go and I'm just going there to kind of like keep you company and I know we'll have a good time. But when it comes to like specific artists, like I really don't care. Like that's what I meant. So when she had asked me over and over again and when I said like, honestly, I, I don't give a shit. Like just, just you pick, you pick and we'll deal with it. I think it was days or weeks after I started sensing that the relationship was a little bit different. Like our friendship wasn't as close or whatever. And I think she even did bring up to me afterwards. She's like, oh, I didn't like how you swore. And I just remember thinking like, oh wow, like I didn't realize like that sentence, which honestly for me, it had just like come and gone. I didn't even realize, but it had really struck a nerve at her. So in my head, I was like, oh my God. I knew because like I said, this idea had taunted me since grade 10. And I knew in that moment, I was like, I think this was the hamartia maybe. And then after that, it was just like, no matter how much of a good friend I was, I think like that hurt that she had experienced from my one sentence had ultimately basically ended our relationship. Like it wasn't a direct end. And I think this is the whole idea of a hamartia. I think the tricky thing about this idea is that people think it's not the literal definition of cause of death, right? Like a cause of death, for example, if we bring it back to a play is like a hero's death, maybe someone kills him. It's like the knife into the body, right? That is the direct cause of death. But this concept of hamartia and what we're trying to dance with here and this whole analogy is that a hamartia is tricky because you kind of don't even really know what it is until it's literally too late. That's why it's called a fatal flaw because after this fatal flaw is performed, done, whatever, there is literally no going back. And obviously, okay, there is a level of, I want to say like, and obviously there is a certain level of relationships that we have to expect in our lives that are going to end no matter what. There is going to be a threshold in your life. Let's just say out of 100% of relationship, 10% of relationships must and will end. And I personally, not to introduce another concept, but this is kind of how I conceptualize these. And if you guys take economics, maybe you'll kind of understand, but I will explain. So basically I learned in economics, there's something called bad 
add debt expenses and I also learned something about sunk costs. So very quickly what these things mean in case you didn't take economics is that a bad debt expense is pretty much when let's just say like a customer is supposed to pay you but they instead of paying you on the spot like you gave them an invoice and they're supposed to pay you later. So a lot of these things happen when let's just say with contractors or whatever. But then let's just say so now this customer owes you like $10,000 but let's just say this customer now literally goes bankrupt or maybe this customer passes away or goes to jail or whatever. You have to put this in the category of bad debt expenses is basically like expenses you have to almost like incur. It's not your fault. It's also not the well it could be the customer's fault but it's kind of like these type of customers will always come your way in a business. So many 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 businesses will always have like a bad debt expense category that they always spend on customers who just don't fulfill their obligation. And how this kind of relates in relationships is because back to this example of my friend, I kind of consider that level of friendship in this category, not to make it sound bad. And let me explain. It's because genuinely was a hamartia done. Yes, my fatal flaw, I had already done it in this relationship. But the reason why it was considered in almost like the bad debt expense category was because honestly, I had no idea this was going to occur. And I think that was a sentence would have caused an entire demise of or like the ultimate demise of a relationship. Because a lot of the times I think when it comes to almost I'm going to call it bad debt expense friendships or relationships, because honestly, I think this ultimately comes back to compatibility. And just like how I had mentioned in my, you know, friendship episode about which friendships to prioritize. There are certain friends where because you're just not naturally compatible, like let's just say if you're late, maybe to one friend, this is a deal breaker and you just cannot be friends anymore. It's like, did you know that this was gonna be a hamartia for her? No, but this is for her, like her thresholds. And obviously this was you just maybe like, you're usually late. I'm not saying that's an excuse. Like let's just say another example is someone who naturally talks very loud. So it sounds like they're yelling and then other people like the straightforward forwardness or is okay with the volume but other people are like why are you always yelling at me they're like assuming you're yelling or let's just say like I said you say something very straightforward other people are very sensitive and they're like I can't you know like deal with this and other people are like I love that you're so straightforward we can get to the point etc so there are going to be certain relationships like due to compatibility you're going to hit your hamartia very early on or very easily and that's ultimately a cause of more incompatibility and which is why I put it in the bad debt expense category because there are going to be relationships in your life romantic or platonic where you guys engage and attempt in a relationship of either once again romantic or platonic and then ultimately a quick hamartia happens and you guys can't be friends anymore because of this incompatibility essentially when it comes to back to this idea though and where I feel like is important and where it isn't important is because ultimately those type of relationships I feel like will come and go quick because you'll notice very early on if this relationship you guys are going to be compatible and for me personally I definitely still mourn these relationships but I don't put too much energy on it because at the end of the day like I said when relationships don't work out a lot of the times especially with friendships it's not about you know like well maybe you did do something terrible but I'm saying like assuming nobody did anything like particularly offensive or direct to hurt the other person ultimately a lot of it has to do with you know compatibility so if you're not invited to something or whatever, don't be too sad because at the end of the day, they're probably just compatible with other people and there's going to be other people 
people that you're more compatible with. So where a hamartia is something you should actually be conscious of and actually, you know, cautious with is when it comes to or even relationships that you feel like are just a much, much deeper connection regardless of time. I feel like if you already have a very good understanding of each other, I think that this is where a hamartia is something you really need to consider. So for example, if you are in a romantic relationship and you guys have already been dating for two years, I guess the very like TLDR is don't get comfortable, okay? Like one of my favorite sayings in the world is the only thing harder than getting in is staying in. And this is kind of like in the concept of like a relationship. Imagine you somehow hooked your crush, just like how I did in grade six. But let's just say you somehow hooked your crush and they are now going out with you. And you were like, oh my God, that was fucking tough. Like, I don't know how I did that. Or you were like, this person is such a catch. I don't know how I got them. And I think where a lot of people make the mistake and why relationships end, even to my grade six self, like I remember when this guy said he liked me back and asked me to be his girlfriend. I was literally, like I don't even know on cloud nine I was like hallelujah this is the best day of my entire fucking life like I cannot believe this man because like every a lot of girls also had a crush on him in my school and I just remember thinking like me like what I was literally so honored and then so once I got in I got too comfortable I literally sat down I like you know leaned back and then I decided to just like behave however I decided to behave and then lost this man and like I do not want you guys to misunderstand this episode for me telling you not to be yourself, okay? This is not me telling you not to be yourself. I think everyone should be themselves if it's good. And then when it's bad, obviously show your like flaws or whatever. But there comes a point where certain actions are just, you know, hamartia-like. For example, okay, with we all have kind of more or less followed the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. Even if you didn't follow it, I feel like just through social media, you kind of new-ish like what probably happened. Maybe all of these other things that they have done in their relationship more or less had been kind of like whatever like things in their relationship that probably would have happened because every couple fights every couple has flaws but these big actions is what causes an ultimate hamartia like for example her defecating on their bed, okay? You are telling me this is something you just do normally. This is just a normal mistake you make. No, 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 no. This is hamartia causing, okay? Like even if, I don't know, I mean, obviously this was up for debate. She claims that Johnny Depp hit her, okay? Let's say he did, hypothetically. That would have maybe been his hamartia. At least that's what she made the public believe. On his side, her hamartia, she had many, but let's just use the pooing on the bed as an example. If you poo on the bed, I'm pretty sure the nerve that it took is probably something that could have literally in your head been like, am I gonna do this, am I not? Even let's just say the example of punching a wall or throwing a bowl against the wall. Right before you do this, this is like a big action, right? And I only, I don't even want to use the word understand. There are certain behaviors that you can't like put in the category of understand, but like just like pooing on the bed, it's kind of like just, you have to be careful in every relationship before you do something, if this is going to ultimately lead to the demise of 
your relationship. So an example I want to give you guys and one of my favorite examples of someone kind of being very aware of his hamartia without realizing it is coming from a unlikely source and my brother laughs because I bring this up all the time and he's like it is about Justin Bieber and basically in one of his interviews he actually revealed that he didn't want to go out with Haley Baldwin at one point so his wife now but he didn't want to go out with her at one point because he literally said, and I believe the quote was, I know that in the past I hurt people and said things I didn't mean to make them happy in the moment. So now I'm just looking more at the future, making sure I'm not damaging them. What if Haley ends up being the girl I'm going to marry, right? If I rush into anything, if I damage her, then it's always going to be damaged. It's really hard to fix wounds like that. It's so hard. I just don't want to hurt her. So he said this actually about why he didn't want to go out with Haley Bieber and had nothing to do with the fact that he didn't like her. I think this was one of the quotes that really stood out to me because because as we had all witnessed, I think his relationship with Selena Gomez was so turbulent and, and they were obviously extremely hurtful towards each other. And it's like in his exact quote, he says, if I damage her, then it will always be damaged. I just feel like this was such an unlikely source, by the way, but it's just so enlightening that he's so aware that right now he's not his best version or he knows that right now he's just not in the right state of mind. And he recognizes that he doesn't want to wreck it with another person because he knows that in this moment if he dates her and he's not in the right right mindset and for some reason she gets hurt in this process then she's never going to love him kind of like wholeheartedly the same way as if he didn't just hurt her that deeply because in my opinion I feel like when relationships are super on and off like for example Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez is because that ultimately a hamartia had already happened and you break up because you know that this is the right thing to do and you already know that the feelings are no longer the same but you only come back because of this crutch where you kind of need them to, I don't know, just like you're want to get back with them because you don't want to face that temporary pain. But ultimately, I feel like it isn't necessarily the wisest decision because at the end of the day, if the relationship Hamartia had already happened or if you already recognize it's probably not going to work out and you just go back to them because of a feeling, I think at the very end, you know you're going to end up having to go through the breakup again. So it's more a question of how many times you want to go through this breakup rather than I'm never going to have to go through heartbreak again. It's more about the quantity of heartbreaks that you're going to put yourself through. So when it also comes down to relationships, like I had mentioned in the very beginning of this episode, where a hamartia had already happened, but people are still in it. I feel like obviously there are a lot of reasons why parents or whoever stay in relationships that potentially don't even serve them or either they fell out of love and also I just want to know falling out of love is very different than a hamartia. A hamartia was like a flaw that had ultimately kind of like changed things from deep down but falling out of love is a very gradual process that just happens over time. So these two things are very different but I also do feel like a lot of parents especially what I witness especially in my kind of like extended family not my parents because my parents really love each other disgustingly but anyway I have witnessed from my extended family that you know there are a lot of couples that stay together even when they just downright don't love each other anymore but I recognize that a lot of couples such as 
a lot of Asian parents who refuse to divorce, they do it for their kids or they just do it for kind of like convenience. Like they don't want to go through divorce or they don't want to go through the hassle of having to live separately. I don't know what it is, but I think it is definitely important to consider, you know, especially when you are in a relationship, A, if you you know, had already experienced a hamartia and if you're staying for the right reasons and if not, then, and if you guys are currently happy, I think this episode is meant to be almost more of like a, I don't want to use the word warning (laughs) because that sounds like fear and me scaring you guys, but I do want this to be food for thought. But for those who are in very, very healthy, loving, committed relationships right now, or even couples that are in their honeymoon phase and they just started dating, I hope that this episode is just a little reminder that, you know, when you guys are going through your toughest fights and when you guys are disagreeing on something to at the very end of the day to just consider, okay, just consider if what you are about to do or say is ultimately going to be a hamartia in your relationship and if what you're about to do or say going to really really end up hurting them to the point of almost like no return like you could still go out for a long time but that love could potentially be tainted and once again this doesn't just have to be for a romantic relationship this could also be for friendships as well it's really to just say do your best to be the best person you can be as cheesy as that sounds okay because you don't know what people's thresholds are and you just want to try your best to be a very kind, considerate person so that you don't end up ultimately damaging the relationships that are the most important to you. But anyway, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast and I hope you guys liked my very ever long lasting theory on a hamartia when it comes to relationship. Please let me know in the message box on our Instagram at sisters you've never had if you enjoyed this episode or feel free to DM me personally at Lisa Way on Instagram and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye!